0: Welcome to the Navigating Cancer Together podcast. My name is Talaya Dendi. I am a 10-year cancer thriver, cancer doula, and owner of On The Other Side. I use my experience to help others get on the other side of cancer. This podcast is about sharing stories, resources, and information about all things related to cancer and wellness. I interview guests from all walks of life who are living with cancer, caregivers, and those who made it on the other side. Also, I talk with organizations, healthcare professionals, and experts in the health and wellness spaces who offer complementary and integrative care. Join me, we are in this together. Hello and welcome to Navigating Cancer Together. I am your host, Talea Dindi. Today, our very special guest is Grace D'Angeli, and I am so excited for you guys to hear all about Grace's cancer journey. Grace D'Angeli is a wife, an entrepreneur, and breast cancer survivor. Her entrepreneurial journey begins at age 40 by pursuing life on her terms and eventually building and scaling a family construction company to seven figures and employing 22 staff but that journey did not come easy. And after a long troubled life through childhood trauma, physical abuse, it brings her to the point of attempting suicide at the age of 21. She was able to overcome adversity and discover what her true calling was. That is helping people who might be suffering as she once did. At the age of 47, she was diagnosed with breast cancer, While watching their family business being taken from them due to a bad project, she was made to look within and start to heal her body, mind, and her spirit. Today, Grace is the founder of of theangelsofgrace.me, a journey focused on self-discovery and how to heal themselves from breast cancer and from other life traumas. Welcome, Grace, and thank you so much for joining us today.
1: Thank you so much for having me. I'm, I'm super excited to be here.
0: Thank you, Grace. The pleasure is mine. And so what I want to do, Grace, is just dive right in. Please share uh, your experience with breast cancer and what you learned while on that journey.
1: Sure. So I was diagnosed in uh, 2018. It was after doing... Um, What I am is uh, my mother had breast cancer, although she passed away from uh, cervical cancer. So we were put on a recall routine check uh, for every year since. And she passed away in 2013. So I was going for my regular yearly checks, you know, getting the calls all good. See you next year and this particular year I got a call and I said oh we found something so we um we need to do a biopsy so I thought okay and um the doctor at the time said to me well you know Grace most of the time 99% of the time it's nothing but let's rule that out Mm -hmm. so I was actually on my way to on a holiday um so I thought well do I need to cancel and they said no when you get back So I get back and I do the, um, you know, I I go and do the biopsy and things like that. And, you know, I'm sitting in her doctor's office and I'll never forget, like I did the biopsy on the Monday. I'm sitting in her office on the Wednesday. I'm the last person to be seen and already I'm having this gut feeling. I'm like the last two people, she saw the lady before me came out crying. Mm -hmm. And I remember saying to my husband, okay, I think there's something there because why would she leave the last two people uh, with bad news? And, mm-hmm. you know, so she sits me down and I'm someone who wants to know straight away. Mm-hmm. Uh, asking me, you know, how I'm doing is just, you know, don't worry about how, how I'm doing, just tell me. <laughs> and I heard those words that I guess any any person um, doesn't want to hear. Yes, you have cancer. And I think I went into numbness. I went into Mm -hmm. a bubble. I remember thinking, what? But I've been checked for the last five years. At this stage, it was the last five years or four years. I'm like, she's sure. You know, it's because all of a sudden you don't believe it. Because when I say I didn't believe it, I had no symptoms. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's not that I found a lump or it's not that I had a discharge uh, from the nipple or, you know, anything like that. So um, she said, look, we need to get this out straight away. Um, We have no time to lose. So I remember sitting there uh, about to sign the consent forms to have a... um, what she wanted to do is she wanted to take out two lymph nodes however having said that if she couldn't find my lymph nodes she would have done what they call an auxiliary clearance and I, mm-hmm. which means they take all your lymph nodes from your arm mm-hmm. and I was you know again I this consent forms in front of me I'm ready to sign my life and my husband just said wait let's mm-hmm just wait a second. Let's just take a breather here. So she said, of course, of course you could do that. And my husband asked her, um, you know, how many, you know, how much time can I have Uh, is two weeks, two and a half weeks. Okay. And she said, of course, of course, it's all good. Now, again, this is You know, like I say to many people, this was my, um, you know, diagnosis, Mm -hmm. uh, things like that. And um, so what we did is uh, my husband popped me on a plane and we actually ended up doing um, holistic work. And what I mean by that is although I did the tests and everything with our doctors, I went over to Peru and I started doing, um, you know, shamanic medicine work for two weeks. Uh, So, and that basically like a lot of people think, well, how does that get it? So Mm -hmm. the, the person conducting it, not only does he make you drink the medicine, his wife would administer the medicine on the outside of my breast for two weeks. Mm -hmm. And I did this and I also did what they call a dieta, which is a cleanse of foods as well. So you're eating very, very clean. And what that was doing is not only was it healing my body, but it was starting for me to heal my mind and my soul Hmm. um it was bringing up things that I wasn't um how do you say it? I wasn't um processing I never processed traumas things like that I never processed so it was helping with that um so I get back from there and um I go back get another ultrasound no 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 it's still there now you know I'm not trying to again uh what I should say actually which I forgot is when I was first diagnosed I put a dream team together Mm -hmm. so and this dream team what I say was made up of people it was five people including myself and my husband we were there to sit and sort of explain and understand what's going on, you know, what's happening, what can we do? Now I didn't have people, you know, it's all gun ho Western medicine. And I didn't have people all mm-hmm. gun ho holistic or telling me to just sit out in the sun and eat the sun and things like that. Exactly. So I had, yeah, so I had a variety. I had to look at this from every angle. Mm-hmm. And that was the great thing. Um, and that's why as a collective team, we made the decision to go to Peru coming back I brought my team together and I said guys they're telling me it's still there now Mm -hmm. I actually remembered other things that I tried which is crazy stuff but you know what I mean I like some electromagnetic thing I tried as well Mm -hmm. I don't know what it was called I'm really sorry but I tried everything and what when I say tried everything I shouldn't say that I tried many things because in my case because we had caught it so early, I wanted to see how much of this I can do naturally and how much of this I need the help of doctors. Mm -hmm. Um, So, you know, having said that, we get back, uh, I decide to do uh, two weeks of Ayurveda. Now, Ayurveda is an ancient traditional way of cleansing the body. Uh, It's an Indian. They've had it for thousands of years. And again, it's not only about detoxing the body. It's about detoxing the mind, Uh, you know, uh, you know, all your it's, it's psychology, it's physiology, it's mentally, it's physically, it's everything. Mm -hmm. So I go there. So I go all the way to Bali and I do this thing for 14 days and I feel on top of the world and I get back and it's no, it's grown. It's grown. Mm. We have to get it out. So that, by that stage I went to my GP and I said look I need a second opinion I want a second opinion mm-hmm. Um, so he booked me into this surgeon who till today she's is my surgeon Dr Belinda Brown and it, she got me in on straight away so she looked at my you know my all my tests and everything and she basically said let's get it out let's get mm-hmm. it out it's sitting there let's get it out so mm-hmm. I thought Okay. Let's get it out. Let's do the right thing. So I, um, you know, I remember thinking to myself, well, we tried, we tried. And that's what I say when I say to people, just there's so many options out there. If nothing works, try something else. It doesn't mean that you have to try one thing. The one thing I didn't do, I did not do is base my decisions on fear So can we
0: stop there, Grace? I'm sorry to interrupt you, but before we get to the the next phase, Mm -hmm. I want to first of all applaud you and your husband for saying, let's pause for a minute. Mm -hmm. Because I think that we get so wrapped up in, like you just said, the word fear. And we hear those words, and some people immediately just dive in and some people freeze and don't do anything and so i just want to applaud you and your husband for saying hey let wait a second let's let's just kind of see what else is out there the other thing i want to ask you is how did you know about you know the the shamanic medicine and things like that had you done that before or heard yes. of it before okay Okay.
1: Yes, I have. Yes, yes. And my husband practices a lot more. He's been practicing it for almost 10 years. So he was flying in and out of Peru. Uh, one of the well, the holidays we went to, I was actually picking him up from Peru. So he was actually in uh, doing his dieta, which is a, a diet of a plant that you are isolated in the jungle.
0: So okay. he was doing
1: that. So yeah, so okay. that's how we knew about it. Yeah.
0: Okay, wonderful. Yep.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And and again, touching on that, of course, you know, having, you know, don't, that's the one thing that uh, a friend of mine told me when I got out after I was diagnosed and he would have been part of our dream team, but he was actually in Peru doing his own work. And he said to me, don't ever base a decision made on fear. Mm -hmm. So that was the biggest lesson. And the other thing I do want to point out, which I should have was the fact that, yes, a lot of doctors tell you how you must right now do something and you know what if it's already there an extra week an extra two weeks unless it's something critical very very critical and it's it's growing by the minute or it's causing more damage to the body by the minute you have time Mm -hmm. you Mm -hmm. have time to to explore that so and that's what i did and also with the a event it was a friend of mine who we called him ms dos because he would always explore everything on the internet (laughs) uh yes so and that's how we found out about a event i've never heard of it but he said i think it's something great for grace because it's like it's like everyone knew that i had to heal myself, Mm -hmm. not just my body. Does that make sense? It's like everyone around me knew grace needs to heal herself on a very deeper level, not just the body. I was running around thinking, you know, I didn't. Yeah.
0: Okay. So it it wasn't apparent to you at that time that you needed to go much deeper, but the people around you who probably knew you fairly well, they, they saw something more.
1: Correct. It's like I had all my chick. you know, I had all my eggs in my basket and uh, everything was fine. Little did I know I was scrambling all these eggs and it was turning into something totally wrong. I didn't see that. I didn't see that. And, you know, life must have shown me, mm-hmm. hey, you're not listening. Yeah. <laughs> everyone around, everyone else around you is listening. You're not listening. So, you know, Um, but, you know, this is what I did. So the journey I took was that Uh, So I get to, I get to December by this stage, it's December. I was diagnosed in August Mm -hmm. and this is December. So this is how much time. And again, I always say Mm -hmm. disclaimer, Mm -hmm.
0: disclaimer,
1: this is uh, because I went on a holiday. So you can imagine I got back in September, late September. So, you know, um, and they weren't worried. They didn't say, no, you must cancel your holiday. Mm -hmm. And so I get operated and, the, so I say to my second uh, doctor you know uh, I know you have to do an auxiliary clearance if you don't find two lymph nodes and I'll never forget her reaction her reaction was it's not necessary who told you you must do an auxiliary clearance and I said well the other breast cancer surgeon So she said, no, we never do that because what she was basically saying is why touch something and it ends up worse because then not only do you have, God forbid, the diagnosis of cancer Mm -hmm. in the lymph nodes, but now you're suffering with um, lymphoma. I believe it's called that where it it swells your arm. lymphedema lymphedema Mm -hmm. sorry that's Mm -hmm. correct so you know then you're going to be suffering with that as well so she's thinking why would I do that to you if you don't it's not necessary um so we went in and um Uh, my husband's at home because it was a late afternoon. It was like a it was like a, a a day surgery in my case, mm-hmm. so he's gone home. And at about seven twenty, he gets a call from our maestro in Peru. And says to my husband, your wife is fine. They're not going to find anything. And he said, well, look, we did take the path and and she's getting operated as we speak. Mm -hmm. When my surgeon rang my husband to tell him how everything went, she said the operation went well. We did a 10 centimetre auxiliary clearance, but we couldn't find anything. So that was because what by then I, I believe in my heart, it's either shrunk so tiny Or it completely was very, very small to even pick up, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, so again, so this is, this is my journey, you know, Mm -hmm. but having said that, she still asked me to take the route of, um, you know, uh, uh, oncologist. Yes. You know, and radiation. Mm-hmm. So I did the right thing. I went with my questions, yes. and I went to the radi uh, to the radiologist, and I asked my questions. And these questions aren't just, "So how many sessions do I have to do?" You know, um, you know, how am I going to feel a little bit nauseous? These were questions about not just now but in the future. Yeah. So and I think it's really 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 important to you know get these questions to your doctor. A real doctor does not care how many questions mm-hmm. you throw at them because the more you dissect the answers yes the better you understand it because when people think of uh, radiation or chemo the first Mm -hmm. thing people think of is this thing's going to kill me yeah it's because of what you hear of others Mm -hmm. um so it's not about that it's about learning what does this what am I expected to see the first week the second week and in years to come Um, but in my case, the radiologist, I did the pros and cons and unfortunately Mm. the cons were much higher. And what I mean by that is in my case, it would have been a higher chance of a secondary cancer or a higher chance of, um, heart problems because where the radiation is, where our breasts are, it's very close to the heart. Now the heart is located mainly on the left side more than the right. And this was my left breast. Mm -hmm. So he said there could be complications with the heart. And I thought, well, you know, he actually, the doctor even said to me, but in your case, I don't see it extremely necessary to do radiation. Mm -hmm. So I thought, okay. So um, I went to the oncologist and again, with the same, you can ask the same questions because basically, it doesn't matter what, tablets, medicines. Yeah. So I went to the, uh, you know, to the oncologist and again, with my list of questions and uh, I'll never forget she put my my little details in a spreadsheet with like this <laughs> wonderful little spreadsheet and um, it sort of came out with like a pie chart and it was oh, very wow. fancy yeah it was very fancy nice. <laughs> and, um, and again she gave me options now these are the options that she gave me I am you know, to this day, I still have. I'm 51 this year, and I still have my period.
0: Mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: And I got told recently by uh, by a gynecologist, "You're going to be a long term bleeder," which no woman want to hear that. <laughs> so, but anyway, but so I still go naturally. You know, have my natural periods and things like that. So mm-hmm. she said to do tamoxifen oh, now. Mm-hmm. Right now, tamoxifen is what gave my mother. Uh, breast cancer which was the secondary cancer because my mother was diagnosed with um, cervic I think it was cervic or yeah cervical cancer and she then went and got secondary cancer so my sisters from day go said don't you dare get tamoxifen Mm -hmm. so she gave me the option if you don't get tamoxifen you need to um, either get a full hysterectomy done Wow. And I thought, okay. And this again, these are the questions that people gotta have to ask, not just go in there and go, yeah, 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 give me a full herectory because Mm -hmm. you know I don't like my period anyway. I don't want to have kids. Da-da-da. It could cause other issues. So when she went through that list, it was even worse than the first list. And it was, well, you can have a heart attack because not many women know that having your period and not going into early menopause actually uh, lowers the chance of a woman of having a heart attack. Mm. So not many people know that. So having an early hysterectomy done can cause a woman to have heart attacks. It's, It's prone because what happens is with the hormones we have, it's like it balances that area and then without it, it could cause it. Now Mm -hmm. I would have had to go on hormone replacement tablets that can cause some of them. I'm not a medical doctor. So some of them can cause secondary cancers, things like that. Mm -hmm. So I decided again, uh, she said the chances of me getting hit by a truck was higher uh, than me dying of cancer
0: wow in this
1: case because of my my condition so I thought I'll take my chances on the road um again you know I I say this I say to do your homework I say always make sure you are happy and if you if you don't if you start doing oncology mine was strictly tablet though Mm -hmm. it wasn't chemo in such as in the the uh you know the intravene it was it was tablet by tablet and um you know, I ask always the questions. You know, how, how where does this get me in the long run?
0: That's right. Um, Quality of life. What is correct. that going to look like? Mm-hmm. Correct.
1: So, yes. um, you know, so that's the journey of actually the physical side. Then the mental side was pretty much from the get go. Um, I realized, you know, was I surprised that I got cancer? Yes, of course I was. But was I surprised I got cancer? No. because my lifestyle was shocking Mm -hmm. we were running a uh, seven plus figure business with 22 staff it was a man's world it was in construction literally two days before I was diagnosed we lost everything so the stress level was out the window I get diagnosed with cancer so I had to look at it myself and my husband had to look at our life and say right Mm -hmm. you know this isn't this path is no longer serving us let's try something else and Mm -hmm. that's when I took on the journey of my new path um but the first thing I had to do as uh for myself for my soul is really go and detox detox a lot of stuff you know What
0: what did you learn From this whole experience, and then when you started on the path of detoxing the um, emotional side, what did you uncover? What did you learn? And what did that process look like for you?
1: Yeah, sure. So the first thing I learned was this didn't happen to me. It happened for me. That was the biggest lesson I learned. And what I mean by that is I knew that I needed to heal all the past traumas of my life. And I had many as a child, you know, I'm a child of a father who, um, physically abused until the age of 29. So, um, I was beaten very Mm. much. So Mm. for many, many years constantly. Um, and to the point where I think I, I think I was just about 27 or 26 when I had a full loaded gun pointed to my head. So I had to, I had to deal with that trauma, you know, that I had to understand that I was carrying something that no longer served me. I would never tell a person I was a victim of abuse, uh, you know, uh, but I kept it within. And I think one of the things, the greater things as I learn is I needed to learn how to be able to express myself in a loving way Um, And what that did is once you start getting to learn how, how you can do that within yourself, you know, a lot of people think, well, how do you do that? Easy, sit with yourself, Mm -hmm. look at something that's coming up. If it's something you don't like, don't judge it. It's happened before. It's not happening to you. It's happening for you. So keep watching it. Let it go let it go it no longer serves you in your life you know um, if you can speak to the person if you're a child of abuse or trauma or something's happened you know and you can verbally speak about it I I highly recommend people to verbally speak about it because that's another way of releasing what we call purging is talking yawning crying laughing you know things like that that's because people think when you say purging you're vomiting it's not it's, it's it's a matter of expressing that you know and a lot of us carry childhood Oh, I shouldn't say a lot of us but there are many who carry childhood traumas not realizing as they get older they think oh yeah I dealt with it because they pushed it so far mm-hmm. down
0: you forget um, some people forget. they don't even re- they can't even recall it
1: Mm -hmm. correct it's like a volcano though yeah it's sitting and it's waiting and you know and I sit you know life is like hey you need to deal with this I I strongly believe life life gives you the feather then it gives you the baseball bat and then it will give you a truck and you don't want the truck because you don't come back from the truck so I got the baseball bat in a way because I wasn't listening I -hmm. wasn't listening life kept trying to tell me to slow down to heal yourself I had a lot of resentment oh, yeah. um mm-hmm. yeah you know I had a lot of resentment I had a lot of resentment towards my husband when he started his spiritual journey because I'm thinking why am I running a man's business and you're going on this spiritual journey how dare you but he kept telling me to come with him but I didn't see it as that's it, it that doesn't support my bills
0: mm-hmm. and oh, yes
1: yeah you know what I'm trying to say that doesn't I support do. me you know <laughs> I so I, I need to work I need to work so I was very much um and I would always make, I would always do for others mm-hmm. you know people please I was a big people pleaser mm-hmm. you know until I was diagnosed and then I realized I need to be selfish mm-hmm. because I need to put me first And,
0: you know, it wasn't being selfish. It was really coming to terms with the self-care that you needed. And that was something that played a big part in you healing yourself. And I can relate to your story because it's like when you give, 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 and you're running here and you're running there and you're worried about, you know, paying the bills and trying to run a successful business. You put that care that you need on the back burner, but thankfully your husband has started this journey that eventually you were able to, to get on board with. Yeah yeah Mm -hmm.
1: that's exactly right and you know I'm I'm not I'm not sitting here telling everyone okay you must jump on a plane (laughs) and go to Peru Uh, if you could do that great Uh, Mm -hmm. you know I I love when people say I've gone to do some you know internal healing in Peru Um, I think that's amazing you know I I highly recommend it because I've done it myself Uh, just be mindful where you go though of course Mm -hmm. Um, but it's more of you know, it's more like when I say the word detox, it wasn't just a physical detox, it was a mental detox, I was detoxing the people around me, I was detoxing my environment, my community, because, you know, a lot of us also serve, when I say serve, we're, we're all here to serve one another in one way or another, we're here of service, and when you come across people uh, in your life that just take, take, take and not give, well, you're not doing any justice to yourself, you know, and, and I had to learn how to say when to say yes and when to say the big fat no, but in a nice way, not a hell no, I will <laughs> never help you. It was more like right now I don't have the time to be able to assist you and, you know, and I hope you find someone that can help you out, but I've actually got some, some things that I need to sort out for myself. It was mm-hmm. learning how to be, you know, uh, respectful uh, to people and to yourself, you know. And I think, you know, I think that was really, really important, you know, to do that. It was really important to learn your boundaries, mm-hmm. um, you know, give yourself, you know, pull back. I, I, I'm, I just used this the other day with a, with, a, with a neighbor. It was I was like on a swing and I said, all you have to do is just pull back and wait. Yeah, just stay there give yourself time and then swing in mm-hmm. and have talk or do. Yes the pause that yes. I love
0: so much it, it it will save you from a lot of um, stress, anger, yes. frustration if you just being able to pause.
1: Absolutely. And I, I I, that is, you know, something I always say as well. You know, I wasn't a pause. you know, mm-hmm. I was, you know, I'm running a business, like I said, with 22 staff, 22 men. Uh, I was on a construction site, I was very much in my masculine very much. Mm-hmm. So that that also, you know, like when people think is it was it just the trauma of your childhood? No, mm-hmm. I was carrying that. Plus, you know, I'm, I'm now an office, I was an office girl, but I'm now on site mm-hmm. dealing with men who, you know, unfortunately, they don't know how to deal with women on That's site. Right. So I had to go into my masculine, I had to look masculine, I had to dress masculine, pretty much, just mm. to be respected. Because
0: yeah. you, Yeah. And as women, you know, we're not supposed to operate from that place all the time. Correct. You know, there's a time to be that way, but not all the time. And if that's your job, that's a lot.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that's also some things where, you know, I when I speak to also other um, survivors of breast cancer or those going through breast cancer, when I really get to understand them, I see them masculine and I think that's where it not where it stems from but it's another you know notch you know it's another knot and you know it's where you can heal that part of yourself because you're carrying so many things you know Um, and, and and it doesn't help it doesn't I think what it is is what I'm trying to say is did I eat properly no I didn't did I look after myself? No, I didn't. Was I a people pleaser? Yes, I was. Was I stressed to the max. I think I should have gotten an award for the most stressed person in the world. You know, things like that. Was I in my masculine a hundred percent. Did I have traumas from the past that I didn't deal with? Yes, I did. And when you are too busy running around, you and you' collecting, it's like you're collecting rubbish. Mm-hmm.
0: Yes. Yeah, you know.
1: And And eventually
0: it overflows.
1: (laughs) Correct. Correct. You know, so there's women who are mums, they're full-time mom, full-time worker, you know, corporate, you know, corporate businesses or running their own businesses and things like that. And it's so much into, um, you know, and it's not a bad thing. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. It's learning how to balance. It's learning how to balance everything Mm
0: -hmm. and
1: put yourself first when I tell mothers these days you need to come first it's like I just told them that I could see their third head growing out of their shoulder (laughs) it's like how dare you say that and I say that with such passion because I say without you your children will not have a mother your job will not have a worker so you need to come first Mm -hmm. and it's very hard because we're brought up thinking we're supposed to be the supporter of, uh, you know, oh, this is my role in life. I was mm-hmm. born a woman, therefore I must serve others mm-hmm. and let them not serve me.
0: And you know too, Grace, it's it seems to be so easy for people, and not just men, but other women also, when women stand in their power and they're comfortable saying no and they're comfortable putting themselves first, they're immediately labeled the B word. Yes. yes. And so of course, no one wants to be thought of in that way or even called that. And Mm. so I think for a lot of women, it's just easier for them to say, well, I'll just sink back down and I'll just deal with it, you know, and do be a people pleaser. Mm. And that is something I wish that we could move beyond in society, but you have to do it for yourself, whether other people are on board or not.
1: Absolutely. And look, the thing is, it it is about that it is, you know, being strong within yourself, uh, that you know, you can say no, but it's also learning um, how to approach a person where they don't call you the bee. um, Because what happens is they feel like Oh, she's trying to outdo me. A man would probably think, "Oh, she's trying to be better than me." But if uh, if you're going through life as a strong woman, and men love strong women, you know. I know society thought you must be the damsel in distress. Men don't like the damsel in distress all the time. Um, but when I when I say strong woman, it's strong within yourself, where mm-hmm. a man can can physically, not physically see a strength, but physically feel the strength you have within, Mm -hmm. you know, you, when you walk into a room, you're not commanding the room, you're commanding yourself. And therefore it it shows Uh, and that's, what's very powerful and beautiful in a woman. Um, But I, I say that because, you know, um, there's a lot of, there's a lot of women, there's a lot of people who, you know, I'm, I'm sure you've done it yourself where someone's diagnosed with cancer, unfortunately, and you sort of, you know, put your head on the side and sort of go, "Mm, tell me what's happening deeper Mm -hmm. in a level because it's not externally. Uh, I've never heard a person, a woman tell me that their life is perfect. Their children are perfect. Their work is perfect. Their husband is perfect. Everything is perfect. Mm -hmm. And they've got no issues. The moment I hear that I hear the biggest alarm bells and it's, you are really kidding yourself. There's something going on. This doesn't happen. Like I said before, you're collecting rubbish without knowing. That's right. You know.
0: That's right. And you know, Grace, that is an excellent point because what I've learned in supporting people, well, women, is that it starts with that diagnosis. And the deeper you dig, the more you uncover before you're done working with them that key thing is un, is is revealed. Yeah. And that's why I think it's so important for people to do the work that you've done on your journey because you are you were able to completely heal. You were able mm-hmm. to go into survivorship, not just physically healed from cancer, mm-hmm. but emotionally as well. And so now you're creating this new path, this new life in a sense a new form of grace. And, Mm -hmm. um, that's what it's about. If you have to take the time to heal, try to heal completely. And so I, I love who you are today. You know, I'm sorry that you had to go through what you went through, but it's very apparent to me that you you've done the work for yourself.
1: Mm, Thank you. And I appreciate that. I really do. And, and it's like, you said, it is really important to heal Everything. Cause I always say, if you don't heal the mind, if you don't heal the soul, it doesn't matter what you put in your body to heal. It's not going to work mm-hmm. because it'll just come back to haunt you later on in life. Um, you know, it's really important. A lot of people feel like, oh, this is a physical thing of my body. No, it's not. It's everything of your body. Mm -hmm. It's everything. And, you know, great spirit, God, whoever you believe in created us to be able to heal ourselves from the inside out. There's a reason we say that it's not just the outside, it's the inside out. Um, And I think that's really, really important because When you learn to uh, go through your journey with cancer and, you know, I say to people, I used to put cancer like a handbag under my armpit (laughs) and thought, we're still going, we're still moving. It's not that I was avoiding it, you know, I was learning to live with it right now. I was learning to deal with it, but I had to still move forward and I had to, you know, like we said before, the pause, the pause was me healing then get back into society mm-hmm. then go back heal some more doesn't again it doesn't mean that you have to go out you know and and live in a cave and <laughs> meditate for 25 days it just mm-hmm. means take a, when something comes up look at it deal with it if you need to purge if you need to cry about it cry just don't unpack your luggage and mm-hmm. stay there and then move on then That's get great. something else keep moving it's like a swing you know, mm-hmm. and, I, and I think that's really, really important because a lot of women think, oh, yeah, my doctor did this. I did chemo and I'm out of here. But their mindset is so negative that mm-hmm. I worry. I, I worry for them. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, oh, and, you know, if it came back, I'd be like, I'm not surprised. And I don't mean that in a horrible way. I actually mm-hmm. am very, very hurt, sorry for them when I, they say it's come back. I think, mm-hmm. all right. You haven't dealt with something this time around. You need to deal it with it a bit more, um, you know, better.
0: I, I totally understand what you're saying, Grace, and you know that's why it's so important to take that time because you have to do it anyway, physically. So, you know, why not just incorporate the rest of of your well being into that process? And um, it's it's just so important mm. and. Especially today with everything going on in the world, even people who are not diagnosed with cancer, Mm -hmm. it's important to recognize those feelings and those thoughts that may not be, you know, the best and figure out where they're coming from and work through those so they don't blow into something else later.
1: Yes, we we were actually discussing this uh, the other day with a very good friend of ours. And we were saying that a lot of people uh, say that people have got mental illnesses because of COVID. It wasn't mental illness. It was because that they had so many things they didn't deal with. And then all of a sudden COVID said, you have to sit on your butt And all of a sudden, they're like, well, I can't escape here, I can't escape at work, I can't escape at the gym, I can't escape at the bar, you know, things like that. So they had to deal with it. And then there's no support because they're Mm -hmm. locked in their home. There's no support. All of a sudden, these feelings, these things arise. And they go, oh, I don't know how to deal with that. And that's becomes worse for them, mm-hmm. you know? And and that's where I think a lot of us have to step up and say, hey, you're not alone. Just talk about it. What's going on? You know, and mm-hmm. it's, and it's trivial or as silly as it may seem it is an issue that you've got to deal with you know and it could be because when you were four years old someone stole a pen off you and called Mm. you a bad name you're still carrying that that's a trauma you've got to deal Mm. with and as much as you think I can't I'm 60 I can't tell someone that story yes you can Mm. because the moment you see that story from this point of view you understand that it has no meaning it's the meaning you gave it it's not mm-hmm. what happened it was the meaning you gave that it's with anything it's the meaning we give it mm-hmm. it's not what happens it's the meaning so unless you look at that you're you're you know and I think that's what's COVID's done it's actually you know looked at people and And it's brought up a lot of things. And then they're dealing with this stuff in an unhealthy way because they're not getting help or they're not getting the support. And then they got fear of going to a doctor.
0: Mm -hmm. (laughs) Oh, yeah. And
1: then by the time they go, it's unfortunate they've got something. Mm -hmm. You know, apparently uh, my surgeon said, that there's more people diagnosed with cancer this year, let alone oh, the last couple of years mm-hmm. because they didn't do follow-ups or they didn't go straight away. Yeah. So, um, and I, and I'm not just talking about, like we're saying, it's not just cancer. Mm-hmm. You don't want to have chronic illness. You don't want to have mental illness. You don't want to have anything, um, you know, come and surprise you because mm-hmm. that's, that's what, what we're trying to say is we're trying to say, don't get it. Don't, Don't let it get to that point. Yes. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And, you know, it goes back to that thing of fear. Don't let fear stop you from going to get your preventative care. Don't let fear stop you from talking to that mental health expert who might be able to help you uncover something that's blocking your blessings and blocking your growth and all of those things. And I think sometimes when in life, when we feel like we're just stuck in the same place, It's because there's something there that's blocking us that we can't see. We haven't acknowledged it and we haven't taken the time to really evaluate what that could be or what's going on. So, so important fear is just, it's like a disease in itself, actually.
1: It is, it is. Mm -hmm. I had, um, I had to learn, I did a process with, uh, Tony Robbins back in 2020 to get Mm -hmm. rid of fear because I knew that, um, excuse me that the fear was going to take the fear would have killed me Mm -hmm. had I let that fear keep me I would have died by fear and nothing else Mm -hmm. Um, and that's how that's how strongly fear had me by the throat in a corner Um, Mm -hmm. for almost um, about eight months it had me yeah so what it did was it um, I was afraid to even make plans today, tomorrow. That's how bad it was. Um, And the the process I did, you know, when I speak about it it was so profound because it got to the point where I spoke to fear. I mean, this is part of the process. You can't just do it unless you're in it, but it was, I basically said to fear, you need to, um, you know, you need to pack your luggage and get out,
0: Mm -hmm. get
1: out you have no place in my life you and I did it like it was a real person who's been kicking me every day who's been destroying my home you know if you have a roommate or a housemate and they're destroying your house you're not going to go listen um I know you punched a couple of walls the holes in the wall do you mind leaving you're exactly. going to get really down and ugly and say you need to get whatever you want to say swear word in between mm-hmm. out of my home. Mm-hmm. You need to leave. I have no more room for you. And that's what I said to fear. And to the point where I said to fear, the only time you will ever visit me again is if I'm in a plane and it's going down, mm. then you can visit me. <laughs> other than I that. Yeah. Other than that you have, and do I get scared? Of course I'm yeah. human, but I don't let fear get to me. I mm-hmm. don't. Cause it, it almost, killed me that would have killed me before cancer a hundred percent and not only that if we create that emotion Mm -hmm. you get sick yes and i and i thought well well, what what did you want grace you got eight months or 12 months or two years of fear and then by the way you get told you got cancer again Mm -hmm. it's like well hang on you you created it you know you create one of the things that I remember doing my, my uh, plant medicine work was when I was drinking the medicine out of the cup, mm-hmm. I remember hearing the dialogue, you did this, you fix it.
0: Oh, in your, in your head, you heard In that, my head. In my head, mm-hmm. I heard
1: you did this, you fix it. Wow. So basically it's life saying you did this to yourself. You have to fix it now. Mm-hmm and I thought oh and that's when I started changing you know um but fear fear came fear was always there mm-hmm. always there and it yes. just got bigger and bigger and bigger mm-hmm. do I get scared of course yeah
0: you have to learn to move past that and, mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: yeah yep yeah, yeah. learn how to control it
0: that's right mm-hmm. yes now, Grace, you have shared your amazing story with us, and I would like the audience to know more about, you know, how you help women that have been diagnosed with breast cancer, and tell us more about the Angels of Grace mm.
1: Okay, so what I do now is I've actually started just, um, you know, you know. It, it, just sort of putting myself out there where women can contact me um, and they can have a discussion. They could just call one-on-one and what we do is we just discuss you know what's happening and i just give them some tools i give them some tools of what when i say tools it's not the medicine side of things it's tools where do you go for you know putting a dream team together Mm -hmm. you know how how do you do that why do you do that uh where are the questions i have questions that i can give you know um a woman or a man whoever's going through cancer i can give them questions to ask their doctors because as i said when you first get diagnosed you're in a bubble Mm -hmm. so therefore i've got questions um that I that they can that they can ask their doctors so I'm there as a support team but I'm there also as a person who's gone through it Mm -hmm. you know emotionally psychologically so I've even got like with the angels of grace now the angels of grace um was was brought born way before all of this um I've always been someone who loves to do physical you know, creative things. Mm-hmm. So what I did is I just started, I work with crystals for more than 10 years. So I started to um work a lot with crystals through my journey, through my cancer journey, and also now um mm-hmm. I wore crystals that could help me through my cancer um journey, mm-hmm. whether okay. it's to hold a crystal while I'm in the doctor's office whether it's to have one under my pillow, it was whatever I was connecting with and it was helping me. So I started doing that. So what it is, is I was telling uh, what I do is I help people understand that there's such a big world out there to choose from. There's so many tools out there Mm -hmm. and don't ever feel like, no, 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 no it's this because my doctor said this therefore it's that you Mm -hmm. know so that's what I'm there for I'm there as a support team you could put me on your dream team I've had some women put me on their dream team as another friend in the group Grace this is what's happening what do you think Mm -hmm. Um, I also help when I say counseling I'm not a professional counselor of course and I would always highly recommend them to see someone like my husband Um, but you know, I help them through their emotional, I I sit there and I hold space and I allow them. So I'm not a medical field as such, but what I'm there for is I'm one of these people that go, okay, talk to me, come and come and Mm -hmm. see me. I'll give you some tools and make you understand. So the angels of grace, uh, you know, I've also got a 30 day motivation, because I believe it's really important to get motivated, you know, to go through life, do things what makes you feel good about yourself. So good things that make you feel good about yourself, you know, and to move forward. It's how to learn to move with what you have, the diagnosis. So I have that as well. Um, I have, you know, but more more of my whole thing is more holistic, you know, I work with Mm -hmm. because I, when I went to Peru, I learned how to cleanse my home. When I say cleanse my home, I cleanse it by smudging, by using methods of smudging. And the reason being I had to do that is because I had to create a safe environment for the journey I was going on. Mm -hmm. So that's why I say to people, detoxing is not just about the body, you know, eating or drinking green drinks. Great. Mm -hmm. That's fantastic for you. It's about everything. So Mm -hmm. I learned that I learned the method of, uh, you know, sacred smudging your home so that's what's on my you know the angels of grace as well because i wanted to share that i wanted to say that you can do that i make candles i make Mm -hmm. candles because again it creates a relaxing environment you know things like that so you know i that's what the angels of grace is i'm not trying to you know it's not everything but it's it's like a small package where you can choose some things that could help you out. And -hmm. if it doesn't work, you can always go back and say, well, Grace, this doesn't work. What about this? Great. Journaling. Mm -hmm. I'm big on journaling. Um, I'm I'm creating a journal. I'm actually creating a journal as we speak for, you know, it's for anyone. When I say anyone, you know, do I touch on breast cancer? Yes, I do. But it's for anyone. It's a journal that could be used for anyone. So basically it's a three-part journal. Mm -hmm. where the beginning of the journal might have some references where you can contact people. The middle is where you write about your experience, whether you want to scribble on it. (laughs) And then the end is like a little diary where if you are going through treatments, you can pop in your, your, um, you know, your dates of appointments and things like that. So that's, and again, that was something that I was using, but I was using three books to do (laughs) that. And I was forever journaling so that's that's what the angels of grace represents as i said i i never knew if you asked me 20 years ago when i i did get the name the angels of grace um what it would mean this is what it means i now know may you find your angel is basically um may you find who you are your spirit your guide whoever you believe within that's what I that's why I call it may you find your angel the angels of grace may you find your angel because I believe that we all have that spirit within that angel you know people say oh my angels looking over me Mm -hmm. my guardian spirit whatever you believe in you know
0: Wonderful. And Grace, if people want to, you know, learn more about you and learn more about what you have to offer, please tell them where they can find
1: you. Sure. So they can look. They can obviously, you know, they um, can subscribe to, you know, the Angels of Grace dot me, or they could, um, you know, call, you know, email me on support at the Angels of Grace dot me, um, and you can reach out and wherever I can help you or however I can help you, uh, I'm always always prepared to go on a Zoom call or anything like that, or a Skype call with anyone, even for a chat. If I don't find the answers, I will find the answers for you. Um, So, you know, I'm there as a, a, you know, to to be there to support you. Yeah.
0: Wonderful. I love that. (laughs) And Grace, before we end today, I'd like to ask my guests two questions. Mm -hmm. The first one is, what is something that you've learned in life that you would like to share with the audience?
1: What I learned through my experience is that I love myself so much. Mm. I learned to truly, truly love grace. Oh. Um, and I think that's really important. Uh, I, I recommend it to everyone to stand in the middle mirror and say, I love you so much. And the words I use is, I love you so much, Grace. I have your back. I will never, ever, ever leave you. I have your back. I will always be here for you. And it's profound. And that's one thing that I learned in life. When you have your own back, you can get through anything. Yeah,
0: perfect advice. And that is so true.
1: Mm, I'm it so is glad. very true.
0: Yeah, <laughs> so happy that you reached that point. And you're an inspiration for a lot of people who may not be in that place yet, but hopefully they'll listen to all the things that you've had to share today and start that journey. So, and
1: that's what it's about. Absolutely. And and with everyone, I say it is a journey you know it you don't know when the end date is no one knows so don't look at it as a death sentence look at it as a journey no matter what get up shower change and start your day because Mm -hmm. the thing is like I say to a lot of people is you may survive 25 years of breast cancer or cancer and then get hit by a train or something you just don't no so don't look at it as a death sentence look at it as a journey and it didn't happen to you these were words very very important whatever happens whatever you're going through it doesn't happen to you it happens for you because there are lessons in it Mm -hmm. and then you can be of service to others perfectly said perfectly said and so grace
0: my final question for you is what's next
1: Well what is it next um when I say the world is your oyster like I say I'm you know I'm, I'm always here to uh to build the angels of grace where it's a platform where women can come and approach um I'm actually putting together as I said the journal so I can't wait but I also love doing um candles so I'm uh creating candles at the moment I'm doing Valentine's Day candles again mm-hmm. this is a passion of mine um so that's what I'm doing so if anyone wants to reach out and 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 uh, you know pick a candle for themselves or a loved one please feel free to reach out um, uh, I've also got my online store at the angels of there's a there's a link there for the angels of grace.com which is my online store and again I just sell beautiful holistic items on there and these candles will be up there shortly so yeah so that's I think I, I think that's enough for me for now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, you're you're busy, and that's a good thing. So yeah, Grace, yeah. thank you for all that you do to support women or really anyone with cancer. Um, you are such a blessing to the cancer community. I want to thank you for your time today and. For being vulnerable and sharing your story with us. So it's part of the healing journey. And um, I believe we go through these things to help other people heal as well. So again, thank you, Grace. It's been such a pleasure
1: thank you so much I've actually had an amazing time here and I thank you know your audience for listening in um, and I hope that you know if I've touched one person then that's what it is it's because I've learned you know that what we go through is not for us to keep but to be shared so and and I truly believe that we're at service for others so you know I thank you for having this platform I thank you for being able to you know uh I love your 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 motto you know on the other side I love that because it's navigating it's getting through this and, and you know and you're at service uh for others as well so I thank you for allowing me to share my story on your platform I really absolutely. do and I can't wait to catch up with you soon
0: <laughs> absolutely the pleasure is mine Grace And before we end today, I'd like to give a shout out to the listeners. That is it for this Wednesday. And until next time, let's keep navigating cancer together. Take care. Thanks for listening to this episode of Navigating Cancer Together. I hope you enjoyed it. Please be sure to subscribe. And if you appreciate the show, drop a positive rating and review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. For notes from the show, visit ontheotherside.life and check out the podcast section. After you check out the show notes, head over to my gift shop and show yourself or someone special in your life some love with gifts of encouragement, hope, and positive affirmations. I would love it if you joined us for the next episode. Talk to you soon.